Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. You need to say it's time. Stay calm. Hi, and welcome to The Vent Lab with Nathan and Rebecca. The Vent Lab is a podcast with two friends where we vent to each other and you get to listen because who doesn't want to listen to that? Today, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of starting a podcast, what you might need, and just an overall getting started. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> yes, I am kind of nerding out today. Uh, if you're wondering what is up with the super cheesy intro, I got a new board. Oh my gosh, you guys, this <laughs> is so exciting. I've waited so long for this. And uh, it's here. It's freaking great, dude. And it, it has eight little hotkeys. Now, I already have a little thing for a hotkey, so I didn't really need it. <laughs> but the hotkeys had a bunch of like trial sounds. And one of the trial sounds was the intro. Well, today's intro. And I was like, wow, that's super cheesy. I'm going to use it. Like, that's such a typical like podcast intro. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, this you know? is called the Roadcaster Pro, and uh, this is the first podcast we are trying it out on. Yeah, so if there's uh, things that are going wrong, I apologize in advance. There are still definitely some things about this board that I do not know how to figure out. There's a lot of tools that we get to use on it, but a lot of tools we don't know how to use yet, yeah. which is totally awesome that our podcast that we're talking about podcasting we use a tool that we don't know how to use. Right. <laughs> right. It's great. It's great. Also, if we sound different, it's because this board has its own processing that it does between us talking into the mic and it feeding our audio into the computer. And so uh, that's something that we're toying around with as well. And it's exciting. Yeah. I'm stoked. I, I know you're geeking out over here. I am geeking out because I'm so excited about this. You totally surprised me tonight and I am thrilled. I dude, it's it was hard. I'm I'm glad I got it. Yes, I got it on Monday on the 11th and today is the 12th. And if I had to go one more day, <laughs> I was going to pop, dude. Like all day I've been like, "Oh, what can I say to like like give her a little hint like get you like oh what is Nate talking about what oh, I'm so excited without just like totally giving in that I got the freaking roadcaster pro and it turns out that there was no hint that I could give that wouldn't immediately give it away mm -hmm, which I figured it out before <sighs> you even like had it in your hands so upset because I tried to order a new cord because my cord had like some it was fraying yeah, uh, my USB cord and I tried to order another one the other night and you told my husband to cancel my order, which I saw. <laughs> I tried. I tried so hard, you guys, to just talk her out of ordering this cord because with our last board, it was necessary to get the audio from the computer into no, sorry, to get the audio from the board into the computer. We had to have this uh, XLR to USB cord and they're like, like Rebecca, like like Rebecca was saying, that was a really hard word. L i k e. It's such a hard word to say. You got this. Uh, like Rebecca was saying, it was fraying and everything. And she's like, oh, I need to order a new one. And I was like, No, I don't think you do. And she's like, I th I definitely think I do. And I was like, you Yeah, probably I can't risk don't. it. I can't risk it. I have to do news every day. If this cord goes out, it's gonna be a couple days before I can get a new one. I have to have one. 
mind you, this was on a this was last Friday, uh-huh. and that morning I had received the text <laughs> that the roadcaster had shipped, and so I was like. Dude, come Monday or Tuesday, she's not going to need this cord anymore. If you spend 15 bucks on it now, it's going to be a waste of money. And so I was trying to talk her out of it, and she wouldn't. And I I was this close, Rebecca. I was this close to just being like, okay, listen, you don't need to order that because I already ordered the Roadcaster. It's going to be here before the weekend is over probably, and then it's just going to be a waste of money. Don't buy it. But I still wanted to maintain the surprise and she insisted, and now I understand why all of your surprises in life get spoiled before they have the chance because to I'm surface. Because I'm too smart for anybody to just hide anything You're from me. You're just stubborn. And that, too. You're just stubborn. You can't just listen to people. Right. So, okay, we've talked for a really long time about our new toy that we got for podcasting. Yeah. But we've gotten a lot of questions in the last couple months about people who want to start their own podcast. And they're always asking us for suggestions. And we take some time and we usually type out this long description and answer questions of what people need and how to get started. So we decided to record a podcast about it so that when somebody asks us that question, we can refer back to this podcast and we're just going to brush the surface on all of these questions that you guys submitted and not dive real deep into it, but just answer the basic questions of what you're looking for. Yes, and I am so excited about this podcast because if there's one thing people in radio and podcasting love more than doing radio or podcasting, it's talking about radio or podcasting. Radio or podcasting. Yeah. And so this should be a very fun. Rebecca is going to moni- uh, mon- monitor. I'm going to keep you from totally geeking out because you will spend the entire episode talking about microphones. Yeah. First question, uh, it could be the the full hour. You know, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should make it a whole series, like a freaking 10... 10 episode series where we just answer one question for an hour. It's just an hour. You know, I think that would be better served in a YouTube video. (sighs) Maybe, maybe, maybe someday. Your neck Um, is getting like all red and splotchy. Like, are you getting like so excited about this that you're like getting hives? uh, No, but I am scratching my neck. And so that's Mm -hmm. probably, and I'm super white. And so whenever I scratch any part (laughs) of me, it's just red. Um, Before we get into these questions though, uh, I have, I have these, these sound effects on this thing and uh i want to i want to show one of them to you rebecca but first i need you to answer a question okay all right what's the difference between a well-dressed man on a unicycle and a poorly dressed man on a bicycle um i don't know a tire I just wanted to use that sound effect. Okay, so the first question. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, that's all of them. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the first question we have is, what are the basics needed to do a podcast? <sighs> are we talking basics? Basic, basic? Let, let's, let's talk basic, basic, and then let's talk about if somebody needed to bring in a voice from someplace else. Okay. So the the great thing about podcasting, it's not like videos or anything like that where you have to have a camera, which I mean, most phones have a camera. So basic, basic, really all you need is a phone, which is kind of the same way with podcasting to an extent. All you have to do, all you have to have is something to record your audio with and onto. 
So if you have a phone and you have the headphones, the earbuds that came with it that have the mic on it so that you can talk on the phone while you have your earbuds in, you can technically record a podcast. But if you're like thinking of actually like recording into a computer and sounding at least semi-professional, they make USB microphones. Blue, the brand Blue does a really good job with these. Rebecca, you're using a blue microphone right now. I am, though mine mine could not just plug straight into a computer with a USB. Right. I would have to run it through something else first. Rebecca is using a blue Bluebird. Bluebird, um, and which it's is an, blue, like a Bluebird. Yes, it's a, uh, a condenser mic that uses XLR. They make USB mics. They have a Snowball, which is, I think, their cheapest, maybe. And then they have the Blue Yeti, which is very popular amongst gamers because it has a USB. You literally plug it in, plug the cord into the mic, plug the USB into your computer, tell your computer to recognize it as the input, and you're set. You can now use that mic as a well as a computer mic if you're gaming with your friends and you wanted to sound a little bit cooler or as uh, a podcasting mic and it sounds good i'm not gonna lie there are people who use the blue yeti professionally because they decide i want to start a podcast i don't want to get too crazy into it just yet so i'm just going to use this blue yeti it's like a hundred bucks but you're talking a hundred bucks for uh, essentially the mic, the cords, the interface because XLR mics need what's called an audio interface. And that's something to change the, the audio coming out of the XLR into the audio interface. And then it turns it into something that the computer can recognize. Yeah. This gets a little complicated. So if you're a, a beginner, you have no idea what Nathan just said. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. The more expensive mics, the more expensive you go, the more you're going to need other equipment to make it work properly. Right. And see, that's the thing that really gets you. And I mean, it's the same with like cameras and stuff. And I think really kind of most things. But the more expensive one piece of equipment gets, the more expensive all the other pieces of equipment get as well. Except for like headphones. You don't need expensive headphones. Mine were a hundred bucks. Yours were a hundred, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've had mine for, uh, like six years and yours will last Until well beyond this wire that. breaks through that. I accidentally kinked oh, a while Rebecca. back. I know. Oh my, I see it. What did you, I, well, oh. when it, it collapses, it, it, it pinches yeah. it sometimes. Um, so anyway, so, uh, Bottom of the barrel, like cheapest you can get but still sound good is a USB mic. And by the way, there are other brands that make USB mics other than Blue. That's just the most uh, common one. Uh, HyperX also has a uh, a, a USB mic. I, I think they might brand it as a podcasting mic. Um, but it's also good. I think it sounds better than the Blue Yeti, personally. Um, and there are other other USB microphones. And like I said, those are super easy. Plug your mic into your computer and you're good to go. Okay. What if they're bringing somebody else in that maybe lives in another state? Somebody that's not sitting there with them. Um, so that, that can rely on a number of things. If you have software that allows you to record audio coming out of your computer, then that's all you need. Um, and by the way, cheap software, um, Audacity. 
Audacity is free recording software. Um, you buy it, super easy, uh, or you don't buy it, sorry, you download it, um, and then you hit record, and it records. It's super easy to do. It, it's absolutely basic audio editing, and right. anybody can, I'd say anybody, most people can figure out how to edit audio. And if if you are struggling with Audacity, there's so many different resources online of people taking you step by step on how to do it. There's literally an audacity podcast and they have blogs and everything like that. Great source of information, by the way, the audacity podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so audacity bottom of the barrel, it's, it's free and can get frustrating sometimes if you used more expensive software, but free is free. You get what you pay for and it works. Um, but as far as, getting an, uh, sorry go ahead yeah when you start layering sounds like if you want to add in an intro or you want to add in sounds after you've already recorded your podcast it's it, it's a little frustrating it, to try to use yeah it's it's definitely not the smoothest operating but if you're just recording your audio you're you're good to go also uh and back to the question of like Getting a a partner or a, a guest or co-host that's on at a different location, I don't know if Audacity has that. You might be able to get like a plugin that uh, basically tells Audacity that their audio is a different audio source, another input going into the computer. But I haven't messed around with that, so I can't say for certain. Um, the only way that I personally have been able to get like a Skype call or something like that. Um, into the recording is by having a mixer and I will set the, I will, I will have a cord that goes from the computer output into the mixer input and then have the mixer output go into the computer input. Okay. So now that everybody is really confused about <laughs> what you just said, can I tell them about the other site that is available? <gasps> I forgot about that. Yes, okay. please. Yeah, so this, so there is this site available. You get a one-month free trial. So if this is something that you're trying to figure out, then do just the free trial on this. It's called TriCast or Cast. So try it's try, T-R-Y-C-A dot S-T. Um, you can go to that website. It's the studio, the editor, the publisher, Everything you're going to need to record your audio into, you send somebody else this link, they click on this link, their voice records on a separate track, you can edit everything in there, and then you can post your podcast through this site. Now, if you're just doing this every once in a while, this is just kind of a hobby for you. I believe you get like 10 hours a month for like $10. Or if you, you know, this is something you're doing all the time, you can get 100 hours a month for $30. And so, again, that's TriCast, or it's also called Cast. You can just Google it, podcasting service, and it'll it'll take care of everything. And it also has your analytics. So when you post, when you post your podcast, it'll tell you what your numbers are, where people are listening, how long they're listening for, all of that stuff. Yeah, and that... That you said that posts the RSS feed as well. It does. That's that's a big deal. That's a big deal, and I'll explain why in in just a second. Um, but back to the first question of like 
equipment. Yes, okay, I'm, I'm okay, bringing. I'm sorry. I'm there. sorry. Bringing it back to the equipment because we talked about the easiest. You have a USB mic into the computer, um, but then I mentioned getting somebody else's audio and the only way other than using that what you just mentioned the tricast right is using a mixer well you don't really use a mixer with a usb mic i guess you could technically um but that's more for like an xlr mic um and there are decently priced xlr mics actually rode is a great brand they've been in the game for a while and they produce a lot of good mics um, they actually make a podcast specific mic. It's called the Rode Pod Mic, and it's decently priced. It sounds really good. Audio Technica is also decent in the hundred, hundred and fifty dollar price range. I have a twenty thirty five that I used a while back, and it sounds good. A little bit bassier uh, than my voice needs. Um, there are a lot of good brands. I'm sure Electro Voice might. Blue probably does. Yours, how much was your, yours? I think mine runs like three to $400. Oh, okay, that's not really mid-range then. I mean, it might be I mean, it, we found it on sale for like 200 Oh, well, you know, that's not bad. I don't know. It was a Christmas present. Yeah, that's not that's not horrible. I would say mid-range is anywhere from like 100 to 200 maybe 250 for a for a mic. And then you're talking about another maybe 100 for a mixer. And here's the thing that people don't realize, Rebecca, is that you can have as great or as cheap of a mic as you want. But if you have a sucky mixer, your mic is going to sound sucky. It's either not going to give your mic the power it needs or it's not going to have the right vocal effects that your mic really needs to, to make it better. It, it, cheap sounds cheap. Whether you're buying a cheap mic, a cheap mixer, cheap cords, it all sounds cheap to an extent. And I, and I say to an extent because we just talked about the, the cheap side of things with like the USB mics. The basics. Right, the basics. And I'm not saying that those sound bad. But like I said, you get what you pay for. And so if you're wanting that like buttery smooth radio sound, you're going to have to pay a little bit closer to what radio pays. And when people are looking for a podcast, that sound is really, really important because if somebody's dedicating an hour to listening to what you have to say, mm -hmm. it needs to be pleasant sounding in their ears. Right. And you have to think, right, if you're doing a podcast, like you said, people are only focusing on how it sounds. If you're making YouTube videos, it doesn't really matter how great you sound because people are consuming it visually before they're consuming it verbally or audioly. You know what I'm saying? But whenever you're doing something that's only audio, it's a lot easier for people to notice the quality, kind of like blind people and their sense of hearing you know what i'm saying like like whenever you're not using one of your senses to absorb the medium then your other senses are a little bit heightened and you notice things that you wouldn't have otherwise noticed um and so the medium range 100 to 250 dollar mic um and then a decent mixer I don't really have any, uh, and I guess, mixer, you're talking about like a soundboard. I mean, it's called a mixer, but, you know, growing up in church, 
you know, I've seen a soundboard or what we call the right. soundboard. Is that a mixer or are those both the same thing? Yes. I'm talking about you got all the different knobs, the one that says FX and the one that says low and then the one that says mid and the one that says high and you don't know what any of them do. And no matter how much researching you do, you still don't know what the freak they do because it's so over your head and you just accept that, hey, I'll probably never know what this does. Anyway, yes, one of those. Um and they have like small four channel. Yeah, they make mixers. they make two channel mixers. In yeah. fact, I think they make one channel mixers, but don't limit yourself. You know. Um so yeah. But here's the thing, like I said, don't buy a super cheap one. Um what's the what's the brand uh, no it's a uh, scent no Ben Bayringer? Bayringer? Bearinger? Bearinger. Uh-huh. There's Bearinger, there's Mackie. Um, and those can both have mid-range. They can also have low range. But um, if you do research, it's pretty pretty easy to get a mid-range one. Our mixer, the Rode, Rodecaster Pro, not exactly mid-range. I'd no, say this is pretty. I'd right say <laughs> this is pretty high range. It was six hundred bucks, <clears throat> and uh, I, I'm excited to see what all it uh, what all it accomplishes for us. Um, but yeah, sorry. And then the high range, you're looking at five, anywhere from three to really six hundred dollars for a mic. Mine was five fifty. Yours was three to four hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using the Electro Voice RE20. It's basically every radio station's workhorse. You go into Entercom, every studio has these. You go into Cumulus, every studio has these. You go to New York and go into their studios, every studio has these. Or the other studio workhorse, and I actually discovered that this mic is actually older than the RE20, um, the Shure SM7B, another five to $600 mic. And uh, it sounds equally as good as the RE20. Um, it is a bit on the lower spectrum of like voice uh, modu- modulation, regulation, registration anyway it makes your voice sound deeper yeah okay you're you're diving deep right i'm sorry i'm sorry i get too excited of the pool so i'm going to end your sweet <laughs> Wait, on just microphone one, just one more thing just one more thing because people don't think about this okay if you get a higher quality mic they require more power so don't expect to buy a high quality $500 mic and get a $100 mixer and have perfect smooth buttery top of the line audio because you need a mixer that put, produces the amount of voltage that your mic requires. There's also things called audio interfaces. So if you don't want to deal with a mixer, you can just go to Focusrite. Um, and they have incredible audio interfaces that you just plug your XLR into, USB into the computer. And they provide 48 uh, volts of phantom power for your mid-range. That's probably the way to go for mid-range if you don't want to mess with mixers. And you don't need all of the computer audio recording and all that stuff. Also, don't forget your pop filter so that your P's and your T's don't get out of control. You also need a stand, whether it's a table stand or an arm or something like that, to hold your mic for you. Yes. And headphones. I guess we already mentioned. Most Yetis already come with a stand. Uh Those cheaper USB ones. Yep. Yep. Um... Okay, can we're gonna move on? All right, we're gonna move on. So Fine. we talked about the TriCast. Um, we use SoundCloud. Do you want to talk about a couple different options with that? Um, 
we can talk about a couple. Admittedly, I'm not very knowledgeable in this, um, but here's here's the the key to getting your podcast out places is an RSS feed. You have to have that. The, you have to have that to post your podcast. Right. An RSS feed is what the other uh, platforms, such as iTunes, they'll receive that RSS feed, and that tells them where to go to pull your audio so that they can post it as well. It's basically a URL, but specifically for just your audio. So SoundCloud is what we use. We upload our audio to SoundCloud, it has an automatic RSS feed that it then puts out there for anybody to use. Some of them you have to do automatically. Spotify, SoundCloud, or sorry, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, I think. Ah, um, oh shoot, there's there's uh, Stitcher is a podcasting app. Um, and a few others. You have to maybe like um, Dogcatcher. Those you have to manually go and apply to uh, get your RSS feed. You basically have to go in and say, hey, I have a podcast. I want you guys to start pulling my RSS feed. You tell them where to pull the RSS feed, then they go and they pull the RSS feed. And then they post it every time you post onto SoundCloud. Other ones will just manually pull your RSS feed. Like, like they, we are on so many apps that I did not even know existed because they see, okay, SoundCloud has this, iTunes has this, and Spotify has this. We're going to start pulling it as well. And so once you get to like a few manually uh, posted sites where you have to go in and manually tell them to pull your RSS feed, then it just it just does its own thing. And you have lots of different op options to choose from. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you have TriCast, you can use SoundCloud, there's Fireside. I don't even know all, all the different ones, but most all of them, you can start out with like 10 hours free mm -hmm. where you don't have to pay anything and it stores all of your tracks in a cloud. But once you exceed so many hours, you have to start paying for it. Right. And it's expensive for some sites. It's like $20 a month. Would you say? Yes. Uh, for SoundCloud for every year, I think we do 144. So I think it's $12 a month for SoundCloud. Okay. That's and with their yearly. Cast, uh, you know, <laughs> with, I think it was like 100 hours a month, which I don't think you need more than that. <sighs> That'd be a nutty podcast. I believe it is $30 a month. And that also offer all, all <laughs> that also offers your editing and it makes it really simple for calling in and things like that we are not an advertiser for yeah no not a sponsor yeah for tricast it's just i have a friend that uses that and it seems very simple to use mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for somebody who doesn't have all of the equipment right that we're currently working with um there's also the option of creating your own website and posting your rss feed there um we're getting into the deep end Right. With that. And whenever we were first starting out our podcast and I was trying to find like, how do I get an RSS feed? Where do I post my podcast? All this. People were basically saying, oh, just make your own website. It's the easiest way. And they were saying it's the easiest way because it's the cheapest way. It's like, I don't know, like $10 a year to have your own website. That's not super expensive. Um, 
And then you can post whatever you want on there, meaning your RSS feed. But you have to know how to create a website. You have to know how to make an RSS feed. And that wasn't something that at the time I was really willing to delve into. I just wanted the quickest, like, I don't want to get bogged down by the burdens of having to figure out how to make a podcast or yeah, how to make a website. Um, I just wanted something that was easy that I could post to and not get caught up in all the details because I knew that I would eventually just give up on it. And be like, ah, the podcast isn't worth it. You know? Um, so, yeah. Make a website. Fireside. Um, the other one that you mentioned. SoundCloud. TriCast. Yeah. TriCast. Okay. Okay. Um, also, um, and something to think about as well, is what is your audience more than likely going to click on? SoundCloud is very popular. Pretty much everybody knows what SoundCloud is, for the most part. They've heard of it. So they're more likely to go to SoundCloud to search for you. At least the people, my family, you know, the the age group that we're targeting. Our audience. Yes, exactly. Nathan calls our listeners his family. Yes, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, listen, honestly, in the beginning, I was like, this is just going to be my siblings listening to this. But now we have we it's have more true. than my yeah. my six siblings, so that's cool. And that's due to consistency, which is seven siblings, five siblings, five siblings. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, consistency, which consistency is a huge with thing. Recording your podcast, which we can dive into a little bit more later. Okay, let's talk about um, audio editing because they're asking how long does it take to edit a podcast. And I'm going to go ahead and answer that and say that it can vary greatly depending on what you decide to do. If you're just recording audio, you shouldn't need to do any editing at all. Set your levels correctly from the beginning and record your podcast and stop it at the end. If you're adding an intro and an outro and you want to have sounds throughout and you're going to add that post-production after you've recorded the voice then that's going to take a lot more editing. And I mean, we before we started recording this podcast, we'd been doing podcasting radio for a couple of years. I would say it probably took a few months to really get the hang of the whole audio editing thing. Yeah. Um yeah, so here here's the thing with with editing audio a lot of people and i didn't realize this but a lot of people get way into editing their podcasts like excuse me they will like record and then record the same thing over again and they'll have like a producer or an editor where he's like i got two hours of audio that i gotta cut down to an hour and there's outtakes and then they're like all right we have each and every person's audio like like they record it all in like a multi-track. So my audio would be on a different track than Rebecca's. And then they're like, all right, make sure they're all the same level. Do processing on one person because their voice sounds different. And then do different processing on the other person's. And I was like... And it sounds beautiful. It sounds beautiful, but it's unnecessary. It, honestly, it's it's unnecessary. You think about how many hours people spend listening to radio and not a single time are they sitting there thinking like man, I wish they could just do a different processing on this person's voice and not on that guy's. Like, nobody nobody is thinking about that, except for maybe the people who do it on their podcast. Um, and that's something you got to think about, too. People don't really realize what they're missing if they're missing it. That, and that goes for mic quality as well. If you're using a $100 USB mic, 
people aren't going to notice like, wow, this isn't as high of quality as if he was using a hundred dollar XLR mic and a hundred dollar mixer. Like nobody, nobody thinks about that. I digress. Uh, what were we talking about again? I got, we I, sorry, I talked about how long again. it takes to edit audio and is there a service out there that will do your editing for you if you don't have experience in this? Right. So we mentioned earlier Audacity, and that is very easy to record into. But like Rebecca said, it's not very easy to edit. Add layers. Add layers or do anything. Um, and so if you're going to use Audacity, and actually to an extent, I recommend this anyway, just because it's the way I do things. Um is I, I do all of our sound effects, everything like that on the fly. I know. I know. It's scary. <laughs> because there's a lot of different components that you have to deal with. But it makes post-editing so easy. Because every sound effect, every music bed, every fade in and fade out that I want, I did it at the time. And so all I have to do at the very end is I do this compressing uh, edit thing that I have hotkeyed to a single button. Let's explain hotkeys real quick. What are those? Hotkeys are these guys. It's just a button that is loaded with sound already. And so yeah. we actually have two toys that have hotkeys. We have a stream deck full of hotkeys with different sound effects. Mm -hmm. And on our mixer, we have how many hotkeys do we have there? Eight? It comes with eight. We yeah. have eight hotkeys there as well. Also, you can download on your computer hotkeys as well and load those with different sounds if you wanted mm -hmm. to. Or your phone even. Or your phone if you wanted to actually do your sounds during your podcast, if that's something you wanted to add into it and you didn't want to do it post. Yeah. And yes. th the reason I started doing this for our podcast is because that's the way it's done in radio and we initially started the podcast for radio practice, essentially. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, well, I don't want to get used to doing stuff in post that I'm then going to have to start doing during. And so I just started out doing it during, um, doing it live, I guess is the word. And um, I, I eventually just realized like, wow, this is a lot easier than having to go back. Well, it's not easier. It's just I'm too lazy to go back and, and put it all in because then you have to re-listen to the podcast essentially to figure out, oh, you know what would sound good there? This sound effect. Oh, you yeah, know what would sound and good? It would be it's really easy bed. to get picky about stuff and yeah. be like, oh, I'm going to cut out this gap here and I'm going to raise this level here. And then you're diving into it and you're like an hour in and yeah. you're messing with stuff that does not need to be messed with. And I mean, I guess if you have an extra two hours to edit your podcast, go right ahead. But as far as like hiring somebody else to do it for you, there's got to be services out there, mm -hmm. um, you know, like 20 bucks an hour to pay somebody. You can pay nerds like us. That's not a company, though it could be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nerds like, like us. I like it. Uh, Nathan and I who work with audio stuff all the time, if you know somebody who works with audio stuff, they'd probably do it for you for like 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. Um, there's a website called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And that is uh, where people post all different sorts of creative services, artwork, and, and all that. But there's also people on there who will do voiceovers. They'll like, you know, if you wanted, if you have an idea for like, oh, I want to do make this mock up commercial, you could send them the script and they'll send you back the recording of the script. 
And the reason why it's called Fiverr is because it's $5, Fiverr. Um, but I, I, I do think that it gets a little bit higher than $5 for the, for the better stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's gotta be, I, I'm sure there is people who do podcast editing on there. Um, and there might be $5 for half an hour kind of deal. And so if you have a full hour, 10 bucks, that's not bad. That's Chipotle with guac and chips and chips. Yeah. So if you can just not have Chipotle and guac with chips, you know, once, then you can get your full podcast edited. And that's if you have an hour podcast, you might only do 30 minutes. You might do 15 minutes and just do a real short specialty podcast. People do that. Okay. Next question. Soundproofing. Is it necessary to have soundproof um, recording room? Is there pop-up teardown kit available? Um, Like a camping tent or something. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you real quick what I've used um, in the past I've thrown a blanket over my head to record short pieces. That works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also put your setup, no kidding, in your closet and be facing your clothes so that your clothes work as uh, soundproofing. You can also buy... Uh, they they literally make pop up things with soundproofing already on them, like a like a tent. R- right, exactly. Except not all the way over you. It's it's more of like a semicircle that you're looking into, and it attaches to your mic stand. So you would have to have probably an actual stand up mic um, for this, or maybe an arm that's really high, and then put the, the soundproofing on a mic stand. Anyway, it stands up and you set it behind your mic so that's a semicircle uh, that you're facing. And that basically adds as soundproofing for every angle that your audio is going out of. If you can't do that and you can't stand in your closet, face a corner. Shotgun Jackson taught me that. Oh, look Hanging at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Could yeah. you please finish this conversation? In <laughs> no, I will not. I will not. If you want to listen to Shotgun Jackson, 1065, The Wolf in the Afternoons. There's my, uh, there's my good Don't deed for the day. to stand in a corner. Yeah. Uh, no, just face the corner. <laughs> Don't stand in it. Uh, because if you stand in it, then it's going to bounce back into your mic. But if you're a little bit di- distance away from the mic, basically, here's the idea. You want as many things... For your audio to bounce off of before it hit, comes back to your mic. Because every time it bounces from one surface to the other, it gets quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter until it just dissipates. And so if you notice on soundproofing, typically it's those like jagged triangle type things. and those, Like an egg carton. Right. And it's because for one thing, the the it absorbs it, but it also what it doesn't absorb, it bounces to the next surface and then it's all on your wall until it dissipates. That's what soundproofing does. That's why your clothes work. That's why standing in a corner works. That's why standing in a room with a bunch of furniture works. So if you have a small room and you have a bunch of extra furniture, throw it all in there. If you're tired of things bouncing around the room we're recording in right now, carpet floors, Mm -hmm. we have curtains on the wall over the window. We have soft furniture. Yep. We have lots of books. Yes. And and we, desks and yeah. screens. We could use more soundproofing in here. I think like I think we could do some soundproofing on the walls though it is not necessary. Right. It's not and and here's why it's not necessary. Sorry, I'm going to talk about mics again. All right, here we go. Okay. I'm using a con- 
car, uh, dynamic cardioid. It's a dynamic mic. It's hold on. Let me. What a nerd. I know. I know. I know. I know. Let me. Let me check because my board will actually. <laughs> my board will tell me. Uh, microphone. What do I have? Okay, it doesn't tell me. I have a dynamic mic. Whatever. I have a dynamic mic, and Rebecca is using a condenser mic. Dynamic mics require you to be very close to get your voice. And whenever you're very close, because you have to be very close, they're less likely to bring in audio from anywhere else. Now, if I mute my mic, you can still kind of hear me because Rebecca has a condenser mic. A condenser mic, you don't have to be as close as a dynamic mic, and therefore it picks up a lot more. If Elvis were to bark outside the room, you would hear it off of Rebecca's mic and not my own mic. So think about that too. If you're in a noisy environment and you can't change that, then you're going to need a more expensive dynamic mic. Which means more expensive equipment yes. and higher power, higher quality to power that mic. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, sorry. I could, I could talk about that forever, but we don't have time for me to talk about that forever. Um, soundproofing, not super necessary, but if you do have a cheaper mic and not very much... Uh, furniture in your room, you'll need something. Hang up some curtains, talk in your closet, whatever. Okay, so now we're going to move more into like a show and podcast and some of the details that go into that. Here's a question. How do I get an interview with an expert? Is there an etiquette besides just asking? I'm going to answer this question. Thank you. Because I don't think Nathan has ever set up an interview um, with anybody. I haven't. It sucked. Yeah. Okay. So I set up interviews every day because, you know, I'm a news reporter and that's part of my job. So what you want to do when you're looking for an expert is go to the company, get the telephone number. A lot of times there's going to be a contact and it'll say, you know, media or something, media relations, communications, something like that. So when you call a company, ask for their media relations person or ask for their communications department. And then they're going to give you the communications person. For any expert, if they're going to talk on record about something, they're going to need to go through their communications department most of the time. The only way you can get around that is if you're calling a very small like mom and pop shop where you're calling and talking to the owner of the company then you can just get right to that person if they're considered the expert you're looking for. If you're looking for like a counselor or a medical professional or something like that, you're going to have to go through their communications department, let them know who you are, what you're doing, what you're looking for, and they will get that interview set up for you. And it's really easy. And most people are, are willing to work with you. Um, if it's your podcast and you're not very well known, you're probably not going to get somebody who is high profile. Um, the other way you can get people is by tweeting at them. That's uh, also a way I've been successful. I also send a lot of Facebook messages to companies, and sometimes they will respond back faster that way than if I call them because through Facebook, that's going to get to the right people. So there's another way to try it. You're hello, a lot Hello Nathan. You're a lot better at getting to the point than I am. And that's because I do this for a living. This podcast <laughs> is going to be 30 minutes of Nathan answering one question and then 30 minutes of Rebecca answering everything else. 
All right. Recommended conversations, online courses, online community, expert specialists to follow. Honestly, if you have time and you can afford it, take a radio production class at a local college, at a community college. That is a really, really good piece of advice because people who, you know, like at Johnson County Community College here in Kansas City, um, the people who are teaching those courses are professionals working in the industry. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you all the basics that you need to know, and it's fairly low cost. Yep. Um, also YouTube, 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 Google, Reddit, YouTube. Nathan's taught me this and it seems like it would be completely obvious. Like you don't know something, Google it. But there's times where I'm like texting Nathan or somebody else I know that's like better with tech than I am. And I'm like, why don't I just Google that? Because that's what they're doing anyway. Guaranteed. Everybody else is searching it as well. Mm -hmm. Though it does feel pretty good whenever somebody asks you a question, you don't have to Google it. (laughs) And then in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, shoot, is that right? I should Google that. (laughs) But yeah, no, seriously, there's so much stuff on YouTube. Rebecca, I was was at work watching YouTube today, and I watched probably six videos on this soundboard alone. That's like an hour's worth of of information about one piece of equipment. I've watched three videos on that piece of equipment already. There are probably different videos too. You can watch, there's there's mic uh, reviewers, there's mic comparers, podcastage on YouTube. He talks all about different mics. And so um, if you're like really confused and you don't know which mic is better than what, or you, you're just overwhelmed by the idea of picking a mic, podcasted or podcasted on YouTube. Um, there's another guy. And if you've watched podcastage videos, then he'll probably pop up. He does voiceovers. So he's a little bit different when he's talking about mics, but also a great guy to talk about mics and audio equipment. Um, yeah, there's just so many different YouTubers that talk about how to do a podcast and specifically equipment. Um, are we talking about equipment or am I talking about equipment? Um, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. What was the what was the question? Because I feel like I got off on equipment again. That's a great question, Nathan. Oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm derailing this whole thing. I just want to talk about audio equipment <laughs> no, all day. I'm trying to figure out what were we talking about. Oh, um talking about classes and things like that. And you right. suggested Johnson Kennedy Commun- Okay. Yeah. Wow, if- you really went someplace else. Well, okay, because I was uh, Basically, to get knowledge. So basically, this is the kind of mic I use. Again, <laughs> just ask me what I did, and then uh, go that same route. No, don't, because I went way over the top, and I didn't need to. But it feels so good. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. Though. <laughs> it feels so good, dude. Life goals are being met for me, uh, and it's very expensive, and I don't suggest it. But anyway, um, yeah, YouTube, uh, also audio editing and everything like that. There are people who talk about. Um, different edits and and how to do all of that on whatever program you're using. I personally, there are YouTube videos where I have watched to try to figure out how to do a certain effect. And then I'll come back and rewatch that video for the next five times. I try to redo that effect. Um, and sometimes, and I don't know why, but sometimes it's like a 12 year old boy. And I'm like, how does this kid know how to do this effect? And I don't, but anyways, um, yeah, 
also just practice, dude. Just mess around with whatever equipment, whatever software you have, and just take a day or two just to mess around with it and experiment. All right. So let's talk about content and coming up with content. Um, one thing I like to do because there is no original ideas is yeah. find other programs that I really like. And there's different podcasts that I listen to. There's different radio shows that I listen to. And our podcast, Vent Lab, is really a mix of all of our favorite things that we listen to. And we function out of what we enjoy doing most. And Nathan and I both met in a radio production class. And we have a lot of similar ideas and what we enjoy doing. And so that works out really well. Chemistry is really important when you're working with somebody and doing a podcast. You need to be able to read that other person. And sometimes if you're recording from separate locations, you have to know that person really well to be able to do that. If you don't know each other and you can't read the body language, that's going to be quite a bit of a challenge. Uh, Nathan and I know each other. I would say we know each other really well in separate locations. We can do it, but it's definitely more challenging than being in the same room together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's, dude, and it's, I I won't say it's easy because I don't know if I've ever really had to do it long term, but even if you don't have totally great chemistry with, Somebody, you, you'll get it eventually. You figure it out. But it's definitely it's definitely easier with somebody who you're already like familiar with. Yeah. Um, when I was doing the Jonathan Weir show, it didn't happen immediately. We, no, it was like six months. We, we had to become friends outside of the radio show to really be able to know each other and read each other well to be able to make that work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. I mean, so now we're great friends. And, you know, whenever like we visit each other's podcast, the chemistry like just pops right back up instantly. Yeah. Because we still remember those same things. You know, you find you find jokes and and sarcasm and things like that to to keep things moving along. And and you just you have your things that you do. That probably doesn't make sense, but that's it. You Uh, have your things. You have your things, your bonding moments. Yeah. Are we talking about content? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there are a few websites. Not microphones. That I get. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry you say sorry. one more thing about them. But there's so much more I need to talk about about microphones. Um, okay. Can somebody, for the next podcast, can somebody ask a question about microphones so I can talk about mics again? Please. Please. <laughs> if any of you text him asking for suggestions on microphones, I'm going to block you. Yeah. Okay. So here's uh, a few websites that I go to to get articles whenever we're really hurting for content or whenever I just need any sort of content whatsoever. Um, one, first off, All Access is like this radio professionals uh, website. They have all sorts of different stuff. They even have job listings there, actually. So if you want a, oh. a job in radio, allaccess.com is a good place to, to look. Um, and it's just overall radio news. But there is one guy who... Uh, consistently uploads talk topics. So if you go to allaccess.com forward slash talk dash topics, um, you'll you'll find all of these different things. You can check there every single day and there will be different talk, t- talk topics to talk about. 
I also go to studyfinds.org to find fun little things about study indoor sports players at higher risk of vitamin D deficiency. Okay, well, that makes sense because they're not in the sun, dummy. But you get the point. So that's a good one to find like, oh, this study is going on and researchers have found this. And then you can talk about that topic. Also, Reddit. Reddit. If you listen to talk radio shows yep. at any point in your life, you'll realize that they took most of their ideas from Reddit. It's true. If you go to, uh, here's here's a few subreddits. Um, and if you're not familiar with Reddit, to get to a subreddit, you just go reddit.com forward slash r forward slash whatever the subreddit is. But there's forward slash or r slash uplifting news. There's r slash entertainment. Depending on what your podcast is about, there's r slash gadgets, r slash technology, music news, r slash not the onion. That's a really fun one. It's news sources that it's it's news articles that sound like they'd be on the onion, but it's actual real life. That sound like they can't be true, but they are. Yeah. Um, sometimes can get a little political, but you just got to get through the weeds. Um, R slash offbeat. I don't really know what that one is. R slash television. So those, you know, like entertainment television, you know, whatever your podcast is about, um, those are really good ones um, to do. I like uplifting news and R slash not the onion. Um, there's also sunnyskies.com, skies with a Y. Um, and I don't really use them very often unless I'm like really, really, really desperate, but they do have some cool stories. Um, but a lot of them are kind of hard to talk about cause they're like visual stories. Um, but anyway, so those are, those are some of them, the, the all access forward slash talk dash topics, studyfinds.org, r slash uplifting news, r slash not the onion. Um, you can also go to r slash radio, r slash podcasting um, for just all things radio or podcasting. Reddit's we really also take a lot of things from our personal lives. Yes. And um, I think it's really important for you to be honest and share things that are actually happening in your life. Because if it's happening to you, it's happening to other people. And everybody is looking for somebody to relate to. Mm -hmm. And so be prepared to be transparent about your life and what you're going through to a certain point. You still have (laughs) to be somewhat guarded, but, but be out there. Don't be afraid to be out there and to communicate what is going on in your life and, and sharing funny stories and, and things like that. Like, you, you get in this mindset when you're going through life after you're doing a podcast or a radio show where anything that happens to you when before you would have been like, oh, my gosh, that's horrible. That's so embarrassing. Now you're like, ooh, show content. Yeah, you're like, oh, great. I can't wait I to can't talk wait about this. To talk about this embarrassing moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You, you, your outlook on life honestly kind of changes. <laughs> there was one point in college, like I fell down the stairs and like in front of everybody and it happened and i was like oh this will be great for the podcast today mm-hmm. yeah how many how many more questions do we have um we have a few more but how much time do we have left we have uh five minutes five minutes i was going to just we we've got some things that i think could cross over and what we've already covered so i was going to skip straight to if you could do it all over again what would you do differently um in all honesty, I would, ooh, I don't, uh, that's tough. I would stick with SoundCloud as as a hosting source. It's a little bit expensive out of the, off the, off the bat, off the gate, out of the gate. 
anyway. You got it. Yeah, it's a little bit expensive, but in my personal preference, it's worth it because it's worry-free. Whenever you're starting a podcast, just do whatever you can do to get it out there. If you have to do your first episode from your AirPods onto your iPhone, just do it. Just get it out there and get the ball rolling because once you do it once and you start getting all these ideas, then it becomes possible. It takes it from an idea to an actual existing thing. And that's what you need to to get to where you need to be. And so for me, SoundCloud, I would definitely, because it was quick and easy, you just go on, give them your money, and then they do everything else for you. Um, I like my mic, but in retrospect, I might tone it down a little bit, and I'd probably go with either a Rode NT1, NT1A, or a Rode Pod mic. But you love your mic, and I, you mentioned the mic again. Oh, uh, well, you can't listen. <laughs> you asked for a roundabout. No, it was a legit answer. Um, and really, I think that's about it. Elvis that's is Elvis knocking on the door. He's there, telling us it's time up. I have a couple things that I think we did right that I want to emphasize. Okay, one is consistency. Yes. Um, we started out once a week, same day every week just doable yes and then i'm sorry. so sorry elvis is <laughs> wanting in this room right now um and then we upped it to twice a week it's just what we can handle with our schedule so stay consistent with that also we had professional pictures done <gasps> in the beginning when we yeah. first started our podcast and for all of our social media for our pictures on soundcloud all of that, it makes our podcast appear professional before anybody even listens to it. Mm -hmm. So we have the pictures, we have the consistency, um, and then we have a killer intro. So the first time somebody just clicks on it, the intro is so great that people will stay tuned in just a little bit longer because they're like, They've got this professional appearance and they've got this intro and they have consistency with episodes. They must know what they're doing. Shall we begin? I love that. Yeah, it's great. Anyway. Um, yeah. And uh, that intro, if if you can't do it and it's understandable if you do, if you don't know how or if it's one of those things, it's a big task that you don't want to have to learn how to edit audio just so that you can start an episode. If you go and you listen to like the top 10 episodes, their intros are usually like, this is what they sound like. On today's episode of Average Podcast, our hosts, Jonathan and Jamie, talk about podcasting. Join us as we talk about podcasting. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast podcast. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about podcasting. Like, it's so boring. That is, you just nailed that. And that's, it's it's fine. It works clearly because they're like on the top of the charts. But it just goes to show that you don't have to have some uh, probably overly produced thing. But if you do and you don't know how, Fiverr. Just pay somebody five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks get it one and done and make sure that they use um uh, uncopyrighted what's the word is that the word i 
mm-hmm, um, licensed or um, um, copyright, I think is. Anyway, word. free free to use. Make yeah. sure they're not using copyrighted audio if it's something that you're continually using every single um, episode. In all honesty, I frequently use copyrighted music in our intros, but I only use it once because it's. And you only use so many seconds. So like in yeah, radio, yeah, yeah. we can use like, I think it's 15 mm-hmm, seconds mm-hmm. Same of with an YouTube. audio clip. Yep. And so uh, that's that's all you want to use. And if you are using um, a copyrighted audio as like a background or something like that, like if I were to freaking pull up like Captain America right now, it's going to be real quiet in the background where something isn't going to like pick it up. You know, I'm just going to like, you're not going to get pinged for your, copyright. right? Exactly. Um, and so that's, that's just something else to keep in, keep track of. But if honestly, if you're paying somebody to make your intro and it's an intro that you want to have for every single episode, I would find the music you want to use and then send that along with your instructions. Don't just good, say, hey, good, make good me an advice. intro, you know, and just like ha- have some structure in mind, have like a picture of what you want and then request it to them. Um, but like I said, not totally necessary. Just music sounds just fine. OK, things we got wrong along the way. Using copyrighted music. No, <laughs> no, because I still think we did it right, even though we used copyright. I mean, everybody yeah. does. I think we just stayed within the parameters. Um, And real quick, here's a good uh-huh. thing. Well, I don't know if it's a good thing, but SoundCloud will not ping you for copyrighted music. Whenever you make a SoundCloud account and you say, hey, I'm going to be uploading content to your website, they say, that's great. We're not going to ping you for using copyrighted music. Just don't use copyrighted music and claim it as your own. Right. And we don't get paid for it anyway. So it's not like we're stealing anything from from the creators. Nobody's listening to our podcast to get that 15 seconds of audio. They, you know, whatever. Anyway, anyway, anyway I digress. What, what okay. did we do bad? Uh, things that we did bad was sometimes content. We didn't put enough time into show prep. So like sometimes we'd get really busy with our schedules and we got into a rut of like just showing up and trying to do it just off the cuff. And you should have a plan of some sort when you come together. Definitely. Um, you can do it off the cusp once or twice. Wait, did it, is it cusp? Because I've been saying cuff. I'm like, pretty sure it's... Like off the cuff of your shirt. I always thought it was cusp. Thing. Could be right. Like I'm... I don't, I don't know what cusp means. I just thought it was cusp. But yeah, you can do it off the cusp, but you can only do that for so many times before. Siri, it... is it off the cuff or off the cusp? Here's what I found. Off the cuff means spontaneous, informal, off the cuff. Yeah, well. Uh, on the cusp means. It didn't give me the full answer. Ah, whatever. Cusp is the right one. Series wrong. Um, but you can only do that for so oh, many prioritize, times. Prioritize, keyed up, drop off, touch base, no less, in the works. Gotcha. So you should do your show on off. the cusp. Don't do it off the cuff. Don't do it off the cuff. <laughs> do it on the cusp. Whatever. Just plan your shows. Don't overplan. Don't overplan. Oh, we could get into this. We it's, could definitely go in the deep end on this one. Um, honestly, 
it's like public speaking have an outline have topics make an outline points you want to hit if you need them um especially if you're doing a solo podcast because oh, there's yeah. two of us it's a lot easier but nonetheless um there's so much we didn't cover we didn't cover social media we didn't cover if you should do this as a business we didn't cover highs and lows of podcasting what you should be aware of streaming workflow yeah um we did not get to a lot of your questions and like i said in the beginning we are going to just brush the surface and it's still going to sound overwhelming yeah there's a lot to doing it but there's only as much as you want there to be yes that was very clear cool good job um so sorry if I if I got carried away with the equipment and all the technicalities and everything like that. I do enjoy talking about that side of things. You do. But that doesn't mean it's the most important thing to a podcast. That's just the part that I like. And I enjoy that you know all that information because that means I don't have to search it. It's true. It really works. If you're going to get a, a co-host, get somebody who uh balances you balances i'm good with the equipment side of things rebecca is great with the social media and the presence of things mm -hmm. so it works anyway thanks for listening to episode 69 nice my name is nathan <laughs> i'm rebecca we out Kapush. oh and in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night